0: is up everybody welcome to the show i see things a little differently this is the birthday it's my birthday edition of i see things a little differently i am this little chemical and today we're gonna hit another wrestler profile because i just guess i get such great feedback from him and it takes a lot of research but it i remember things some things i just know like the rock i didn't actually do much research on i just I, the dates yeah but I, kind of, I knew everything in order of it happening, and, but this one I need to do research on. And I just thought it was fitting because I saw a video, and uh, this is shout-out to on YouTube, the Tranquillo Club. might be saying that wrong. But he made a comment of something I have been feeling like for a very long time. I've never said it on the show, but I've been feeling like this for a very long time. The one thing you guys know is, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, how much I'm a fan of Cody Rhodes I've been. Um, I've been a fan of Cody since, I want to say since he was just in Black Trunks and Hot Hardcore Hollies Tag Team Partner. Um, it took him a while to get his personality, but when I started really falling in love with this character, and, or Cody Rhodes, was when he did the dashing character, and it was, and it was the theme song. It's like, oh, you're only smoking mirrors. It like it was just so, so different, and then it changed, and that. The thing, it didn't last long. It probably lasted for like two or three months. And then Rey Mysterio crushed his face, and there was a darker version of it. Fun fact, the first WrestleMania I ever went to, WrestleMania 27, he defeated Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. So, the, Cody has a lot of, like, little things in his butt, off his bucket list. Like, getting a win over Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania is huge. It was in Atlanta, of course. Well, anyways, I was just going to focus on that. But then, Dynamite happened. And I was like, holy crap, on a Cracker Batman like, like, because I saw, I saw Dynamite out of order, because I recorded it. But by the time I got to it, I had just got into it right as Daniel, uh, right as Brian Danielson kicked Bands two fouled, and then they had to face off with him and Adam, Adam Page. Then they got to the main event. Um, by missed everything before that, and in the main event, you seen Cody, who, God bless him, man, he's trying his best, man. He is truly trying his best to be the best face he can be throwing his weight belt in the crowd, and they just, they did. Someone finally said, I'm a fan. I'm going to keep this as a collector's edition, you know. But then I started, I, started, I, started, I started thinking, a wrestler profile should be happening. But the reason why I got the idea is, I, saw, I didn't actually, I, I saw the video on the Tranquil Club, but I, I've been feeling like this for a while. I felt like this once Cody, once AEW was announced. When, no, excuse me. Once All Out happened, which is a ROH produced show. A lot of people don't realize that. AEW was not a thing. Roh helped produce all out. I don't think they knew what they were helping to produce, but they were. But <laughs> they were, because um, I remember this vividly. I I remember this vividly. I remember. Matter of fact, let's look it up about the matches that are all out on all out, and we're we're gonna get to my thoughts on MJF and CM Punk as well as well. So, hold on a second is it 2018 let's see let's look at the history it's 2019 Is it all out or all in it was all in sorry about that guys So, I remember this vividly. Let's look this up. All right. So, come on, get to the matches, get to the matches. So, here's the thing, right? Look at this card. SoCal Uncensored. Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, Defeated the Briscoe Brothers. El Luchador, Flip Gordon. Defeated Bully Ray. Matt Cross defeated M.J.F. Christopher Daniels defeated Steven Amell. Tessa Blanchard defeated Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Madison Rain. Cody, Brandy, Diamond Dallas Page, and Glacier and Tommy Dreamer defeated Nick Aldis. Well, it was technically Cody Rhodes. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying for the N.W.A. World Heavyweight Championship. I bring this up. We'll need to read the rest of it because I remember when Cody left AEW. and hey, we're gonna get back. We're we're gonna move on around. Left left WWE, excuse me. And I remember people were just kind of waiting for him to have that breakout match. One of his first feuds on the independent scene was with Jay Lethal. But he didn't have that match until he had that five-star match with his brother, which was then an AEW-produced event. But the point is, I remember thinking then... This dude is destined to be AEW's version of the Rock and John Cena. He's going to be, because he already said all things he wanted to do outside of wrestling. I've never once heard him say, like, in an interview, and I could be wrong, that he, that he has to win the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Like, once he won the NWA World Championship, the ROH World Championship, he, I, felt, I think he felt like I am solidified as a main eventer now. Because these two companies entrusted me with their world titles. You know, but I always felt like he always talked about things outside of wrestling more than wrestling itself. I said, man, this dude is destined to just be the guy that just people hate and they love to hate and they're going to find a reason to hate him. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're doing this wrestler profile. But let's get to the war of words. The thing that we've been waiting for. And a lot of people are saying they're surprised that AEW is going to MJF and CM Punk this early. You know what? I'm not surprised. And mind you, I've said on my predictions that MJF is going to be the one to take the title from Hangman Page. And MJF is going to lose to CM Punk. I truly believe whenever they have this match, which I'm assuming is going to have to be at Revolution next year, MJF is going to win that match. He's going to take uh, Punk's undefeated streak. Then... MJF is going to win the world title and punk is going to, how his retribution is going to be is punk is going to get his first ever world championship in AEW first world title in eight years, nine years over MJF. I think this is just a tease for what we're going to get. I feel like we're going to start seeing less talking. Cause so this, just, just AEW did something out think They've done in AEW's history. They started off a, a dynamite with a 20 minute promo which is a WWE format, and um, I I didn't even know this happened, you know, because I'm actually good with just staying off state of social media, and I remember I just um, and then I remember I ended up watching like one because I was gonna go back and watch it. That saw one clip of those two in the, the It was just a still. I said okay, and it's a 20 minute preview, 20 minute promo. All Elite, all um, all Elite Wrestling YouTube channel has it up. I immediately went to it. And then I then we the going to recording, watching all diamond together, and it was masterful. It was people were saying that they feel punk is washed. I don't think so at all. As a matter of fact, I think he's just getting his feet wet again. I feel like it feels like that was a he needed that for because for as much truth as MJF was spitting, so was so was punk. Like neither neither guy was wrong, you know. And with the Miz reference, with the the Triple H reference, with the Cena reference. It wasn't like it was just like AEW has been known to throw some stuff out that sometimes doesn't make any sense, or sometimes it might reference WWE too much. But no, you have to reference Punk's past. You know, I, I would assume you have to reference that. You have to reference how he had a world title run and was wasn't. I think he only made it one or two pay-per-views and now after he turned heel as a face champion. He was a he got the Jericho reign, but. From lines like "You're a less famous miss" to your PG Punk and Punky Brewster, and you might as well come out here and start preaching "Hustle loyalty Respect." Like, it was just masterful. So I just wanted to just give my thoughts on that really fast. I I I mean, obviously we've been waiting for this, but my, that's my call. Is that whenever they have the match, which I'm assuming is gonna be at Revolution, MJF wins, but Punk gets his ultimate, but then Punk gets distracted with probably Warlow or Sean Spears or whoever. And then when we come back to that feud, I feel like it's going to be the Britt Baker-Thunder Rosa thing, which we saw seeds planted. Britt Baker cost Jamie Hader her spot in the TBS tournament to Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa's going to lose the next round. I'm still going with my pick of Ruby Soho because Jay Cargill, I think, is in the semifinals or the finals, whatever it is. The semifinals, I think, or finals, whatever the fuck. Either way, I'm still with my goal my pick. Jake Cargill, Soho in the finals. Soho gets the TBS championship. Anyways, we start seeing the seeds planted. I would have to believe that um, Thunder Roses is going to get eliminated the next round due to interference from Britt Baker. And that's going to lead to Revolution, where Thunder Roses will take Britt Baker's AEW Women's Championship. Um, but yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of things being planted. And also, I have been recording my best of the year. I've not recorded my AEW because winter is, winter is coming again, December 15th, Garland, Texas. Something's going to happen. They're going to go out with a bang, and I just wanted to hold off on that. I recorded some other stuff, so we're going to have plenty of content in December, um, plus we still have the match of the month, which will be based off of Randy Orton after he broke, um, uh, broke a bunch of records this past weekend, or two weekends ago, whenever this comes out. Anyways, the point is, I wanted to mention that because a lot of good stuff on Dynamite, but it was headlined by that promo segment, and it was re- really good. Anyway, so back to Cody Rhodes. I felt like he was going to be AEW's Cena, AEW's Rock, because he just, man, he just he fits that mold of he's easy. he, he was clearly the face of, of AEW, clearly one of the hottest heels. I mean faces, excuse me. And and he cut that promo about uh, being underappreciated or whatever. It was just undeniable. It was just great. And then he got even more sympathy with the the beating he took from MJF with the the, the whippings and um. It was just he was just as dude. It just was so reminiscent of rock and scene where now it's just like you go away, you come back, you do some stuff that's kinda weird. I he hasn't lost me as a fan, you know. But like yeah, the whole and obviously the other stuff is done by design. You know, but even Cody, every time he loses a big match, he's like, I'm gonna retire. Just do we know you're going away to, to film the big show. You know, the go the go big show, whatever it's fucking called. It's like those things I could see being annoying, you know, and like he's gonna turn. And he is going to be AEW world champion. You know, I, I, truly, be, and sup, I truly believe, like, and supposedly, um, I read a report that, but I've seen two different things, though. It's weird, because they showed what happened after Diamond went went off the air in that eight-man tag that was freaking crazy, um, where Andrade El Idolo dropped Cody on his tail on the concrete. But then supposedly, there's a report, and I ain't seen no video of this, so I don't know how true this is, to take it for a grain of salt that cody t's going down the hill the heel um lane you know the the entrances they come out the ones face one's heel he t's going in the hill and then he went down the 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 the, the face uh entrance and it could just been him doing it for chicago because chicago chicago loved them some cody Rhodes, wink wink um but to me it's one of those things where i still feel like he's gonna be AEW a w he has to be and I feel like him being, cause it was only him just saying his. It was nothing ever official, you know. It was nothing like that. Tony Khan had. It was something he imposed on himself. It's kind of like when people say "No Nut November." Like, you're imposing that on yourself. So if you're miserable, that's that's your fault. Stupid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which I, by the way, I never knew that was a thing until like three weeks ago when someone on Instagram said that and i messaged them back i said what does that mean they're like no that's really a thing we both started talking making fun of the whole idea of it i heard no shave november but i never heard no nut november and 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 that's ridiculous anyways the point is he imposed it on himself so he's gonna say well you guys i remember um the saying from the rock speaking of hollywood rock he says no you guys were the first to boot toronto you guys are the first to lose your sing-along privileges that's what he's gonna say he's gonna say no I, I made that rule up i screw you fans you guys turned on me he's gonna be aew world heavyweight champion and the way to get him mag uh, like magnificent heat what i think is gonna happen now that i'm putting this fancy book in this thing in my head and i'm not trying fancy book i can see darby allen winning the world championship having his jeff hardy moment and then cody beats him a month later I can see it, cause I can see Darby being the kind of baby face say, man, f that rule. I'ma defend it against you. And Cozy'm like, sure, why not? And I can see him beating him. I can just see it, and that will give him some t- <sighs> nuclear heat. So, anyways, those are my thoughts on why I wanted to do this. I just think it's cool to talk about these things, cause like he is to me gonna be that character. Even Arn said in the promo, Arn Anderson said in the promo, he said, hey man. When you're winning, people don't care. When you're losing and then you go into Hollywood, man, they don't care about you. It just works. You know, and also works the fact that he has not been aligned with the elite. He's been aligned with the Nightmare Factor, which no one really cares about. You know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but no one really does. Um But yeah, it just works so freaking well. So we're gonna go through some some timeline, give my thoughts on it and where and I already told you where we're going in my opinion. I don't know when this is going to happen. This may not be until 2022. Oh, excuse me, 2023. You know? Because AEW tend to have longer runs with their championships. Um, but still, I can just see that being the thing that gets... Them, that gets You guys wanted me to be heel? Here I go. Anyways, Cody requests his release of WWE in May of 2016. I remember this because he got granted his release... And then he sent out a one-page like little thing on Twitter saying this is all I'm gonna say. And then that wasn't true because he ended up talking. <laughs> um, I, but I think at the time that's all he wanted to say because Brandy was still under contract. And for the record, just so in case you guys don't know, Brandy Rose—the reason why she was able to keep her name—is because she actually um, was a thing called copyright her own name, and no one ever took notice in WWE. But also, Brandy had a good relationship with Michael Cole, which is why she stayed as long as she did. But that's why I think he didn't talk at first, is because his, his his woman was still there, his wife. He hit the independent scene immediately. He worked Evolve, 66, in Northeast Wrestling, and PWG, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The infamous Melster tweet. So, if you go to before we get to that, if you go to Cody's story, as he was going to request his release, he didn't know much about the independent scene. And according to Cody, like Dusty, his dad had told him to quit a couple years before, before he, obviously before he passed away. But he was, was still trying to make it work. Now, for those of you who don't know about his WWE run, he didn't have a terrible run. He was a tag team champion with uh, uh, Sandoff, um, Damian, me, Sandow, Damian Sandow, uh, Hardcore Holly, Ted DiBiase, Intercontinental Champion. Um... Wins over Big Show, wins over Booker T, wins over Rey Mysterio. He had a decent run. According to Cody, though, he was scheduled, penciled in to win Money in the Bank the year Sandow won. But they changed on the day of to Sandow winning for reasons. Um. So anyways, he, but he was underutilized. You know, he didn't get the Stardust role. He became tag team champions with uh, his brother twice. To me, the greatest Cody Rhodes moment in WWE was it has to be the match at Battleground where if Dustin and Cody won, they got their jobs back. Because at one point in time, the authority was picking on the Rhodes. They fired everybody. First start with Cody. Then start with Dustin because Cody was going away to be married. So they wrote him off TV. They were picking on Dusty. Dusty them getting knocked out by Big Show. And then at Battleground, it culminated with a match against the Shield. It was Dusty in their corner with Dustin versus and Cody versus I believe it was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, who were the tag team champions at the time. But this was a non-title match. It was just for the right for them to get their jobs back. This was a fantastic match. It was a roller coaster of a ride. I remember watching this match and like being close to tears and oh my God, like this is a, this is wrestling this is tag team this is emotions this is just everything at its freaking best it was awesome to watch and the level of emotion on dusty's face on dustin on cody's face dusty cody ended up getting the final pinfall on seth rollins but i think that was probably his greatest moment in wwe and it had to be as a family you know um and i'm sure the shield loved putting those guys over especially dusty I'm sure they had a ball doing that stuff, man. Uh, anyways, so those were just for you know, just give a little feedback. Wait, it was the infamous Meltzer tweet. Oh, sorry. That's the point I'm saying that story. Well, Cody, before he requested his release, he went to Kevin Owens said, hey, man, I don't know much about the independent scene. Is there anyone else? Do you know anyone I can meet? So that's how he got the introduction to the Bucks, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. And those were the first official seats planted of AEW. I know people say Tony Khan looked at Omega versus Jericho and said, it's gonna be. that's true. That was the financier part of it, though. To me, the first seeds were planted when Cody went to Kevin Owens and said, hey, man, if I did quit, do you know people I can hook out with? And he did. Now, let's get to the infamous Meltzer tweet. Someone asked Dave Meltzer on Twitter, do you think an independent promotion can sell out a, a big arena? He said, not nah, at this moment. And Cody said, I'll take that bet. He said, give me the Bucks and Omega six months and we'll sell out an arena. I think it took a, I think it took a year. Who cares? But that's when they were all working for ROH and ROH produced all in. And they didn't. Oh, that's why if you look at the look of all, because AEW is probably going to own that footage one day, but they don't own it currently. ROH does. But if you look at that footage, we look at that show. It was based. It just was ROH, but you just look at ROH, and you see ROH. You know. Um. Anyways, so they did it, and they sold out the Sears Center in Chicago. I think in 30 minutes or something ridiculous like that. Um. And to me, that was obviously what it was. So then we go to ROH his feuds. He starts off with Jay Lethal. They have they actually have a pretty good feud. But people still aren't feeling Cody's matches. They're still waiting for that, that Cody Rhodes match. He ends up defeating Christopher Daniels, who had never won a world championship. He got a token run with the world title for about a month or two. Ends up losing it to Cody. Cody was a heel at this time. And Cody was Cody was a fantastic heel. And that's why people are clamoring for him to be healed again. That's why I'm kind of liking the fact that he doesn't get it. But he defeated Daniels, and he ended up getting his world title, which was the first time a Rhodes had had a world title in maybe 40 years. Because remember, Dustin has never been a world champion. Then he ended up defeating, and then he, ended up, excuse me, end up winning the trios championships in ROH with the Young Bucks. Then he ended up collecting the U.S. Championship from New Japan. So he was just collecting belts at this point. Like he, he just was getting gold. He'll then beat nick aldis at all in to win the nwa world championship now that's before nick aldis had the ridiculous run he just had which ended a few months ago uh to trevor murdoch but uh this was at all in he ended up winning with a i think it wasn't what was it it wasn't a victory roll it was a cradle of some court of some of some sort though uh, he lost it right back to him it was clearly for the moment um he ended up dying his hair blonde all sort of stuff People were still waiting for Dust Cody to have that match, though. That that one match. Well, he finally has the match. But it's with his brother. It was the the, the bloodbath that it was. They have a five-star matches. Ray, five-star by Dave Meltzer. Then Cody cuts that promo about... that, that Essentially saying, hey, I need my brother. Essentially cutting the same kind of promo his dad cut. Which was great. The whole thing was five-star. But people are still waiting... For Cody, and I that he was very much like when AEW started. He was the he was the mega face. Now I agree with something Punk said. I guess MJF Darby is the heart and soul of AEW, but Cody was definitely the face, and I still feel in many ways Cody is the face of AEW, whether you like it or not. But Cody's always made it clear, and I said this earlier. He he wants to do multiple things i want to be in government i want to do this i want to do that i'm doing this doing that like he's always made it clear i don't think he's ever hidden that you know i just don't think he has um which is why i always thought man he is so destined to be this guy that is just gonna be a tweener and think about this right when he first starts out when aw first starts he is best friends with mjf who everyone knows is the heel. Like, it was just so weird to see him so aligned with someone who's just a terrible human being. It was very weird. And I remember vividly saying to myself, like, what the hell? You knew where it was leading to, but it was like, how, Cody, how can't you see this? Like, why won't you see this? Or don't you want to see this? Just really weird. So anyways... He challenges Jericho for the world title. Says, hey, if I lose, I'll never chance for the world title again. Which no one, everyone knew he wasn't going to win the world title. Everyone knew it. And MJF cost him the match. Doing the towel. And technically, he didn't lose the match. He got the towel thrown in on him. So, there's so many loopholes here. So many things you could say is a loophole. So, anyways. um, He didn't ends up feuding with MJF. Which he loses to MJF. They only had one match. And he lost. And after that, he started a feud with Lance Archer. That feud kind of went nowhere. I guess it ended up culmin- technically. I guess it ended up culminating with Archer and him in the finals of the TNT tournament, which Cody won. Um, but I guess so. But he's been he's felt directionless after that. Like ever since then, he's been he had a couple TNT title feuds. You know, he's he, he dropped a surprise to Brody Lee, which was Brody Lee's last match. Um, and, well, second to last match. Then he lost. Then he beat Brody in his last match. Um, but he is the only two-time TNT champion. His, 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 his story with Darby Allen came full circle when he finally, when Darby finally defeated him for the TNT World Heavyweight Championship. But obviously, since losing, he has had no nothing to do. Like literally, he's had nothing to do. And He's had a bunch of stops and starts because he's been off of television. Like, what do you do with someone that's not on television a lot? And so right now, it's clearly going with Andrade Idolo, to few with him, his feud with Maakai is over. Um, but to me, this is what, what how it was destined destined to be. Like, even if you look at Cena at certain points, he was always in the main event, but he also sometimes felt directionless. Like, example, when he main evented a pay-per-view, which was a May pay-per-view, could have been over the edge, whatever it could have been called, against John Laurinaitis. Just trying to find something for Cena to do. Like you look at some of these things that he that, he, that Cena did. He was he was the same way. Now he wasn't off TV, but I mean like he was on. T- was Cena it was different because he was off? He was on TV so much you had to constantly find something for him to do. But sometimes it's just like, why is John Cena doing this? But they had to find a way to keep up with the World Title picture. They had to find a way to do this right away. Even with the Rock, like if you like if you look at certain things, some of his runs were so short. Like when he came back in two thousand two. He won the WWE Championship, lost to Brock Lesnar, and was gone until 2003. It's hard to have consistent story building when you're not there for, for for very long and when pretty much everyone knows who's gonna win, who's gonna lose. You know, he came back, beat Austin, had some fun with Hurricane, lost to Goldberg, gone again. Not until next year, where he had a short-term thing with Mick Foley and Evolution. It's just hard to keep these characters with direction when they're off TV. And when they are on TV... It's like every single thing, every moment is going to be scrutinized even heavier because it's like, well, why are you doing that with him? <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? So to me, Cody has been directional. Like, like even this feud he's in now, it's just super weird. It's clear they're building towards a him and Pac match. Like, I think that's a match at Revolution is Cody versus Pac. He cost, he, he, he super kicked Pac. Like, even when you look at um, when he came out, with Death Triangle, Cody's bumping Penta, he's bumping, um, what's his name, Ray Phoenix. He goes to, to freaking Pac, Pac just looks at him, he's like, oh, okay, not doing that. It's clear that's the match you're building to. And I'm pretty sure that the Winter's Coming match is going to be him versus Andrade. But Revolution's going to be him and Pac. I mean, or it could be the other way around, either way. But the point of, of it is, is, I think he was always destined to be... AEW's version of the Rock and Cena. I'm not, I don't know if he's going to be that big in Hollywood as these two are. You no, know, Cena's finally making his 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 uh his mark and depending on how Peacemaker goes next year, which I think is coming out in January of next year, he may make even a bigger mark. You know, um especially with him and essentially Rock being in the same universe now, can you imagine a a moment where Cena and Rock are now sharing the silver screen together with Rock being Black Adam and Seeing him being peacemaker, somehow that happened. I don't know. I don't know how they'll get to that, but we'll see. Um, but anyways, I think Cody was always destined for this. Whether he'll be success outside success outside the ring, I don't know. I could see him being a success outside the ring. I don't watch reality TV. I've heard mixed reviews about those reality shows. But once again, it's when something is so planned out like that, and it's just terrible acting. Whatever, I just whatever. But anyways, that is the show. But my thing is this. With Cody. Final thoughts on Cody is this: he is going to be the heel that people want him to be. But my thing is, I think we need to find a way. Now, once again, there's there has been a there has been a story being told with him and Pac. There has been it's been dissension amongst those two. So maybe this is the first time putting him in the ring with someone, and doing that. But but Pac needs a to win too. Like to me, Pac. Obviously, he's had travel issues. He had the con- supposedly the concussion. When you when you put him in there with people like QT Marshall, it, no one just gonna care about that. He needs to be in the ring with people like Pac. He needs to have fuse with people like that. And he, and you know, he needs to win. They need to win. Um, but it to me, it's exciting to see where he's going. I'm like I said, I'm a Cody fan. Um, I understand why people wouldn't be Cody fans. At the same time, this is this is this this story is leading to something bigger. It's leading to that heel turn. It's leading to him taking the world title. I, Darby's just so easy to do it to because at one point in time, Jeff Hardy was that guy. I still think Jeff Hardy to this day is that guy. And, and it looks like him and we're building the Jeff Hardy and uh, Roman Reigns. Jeff, this, they're just so beloved. It's so easy to get heat on them. You beat uh, Eddie Kingston he's gonna fight so it's not like it's not he, he can get you to boom with, by talking but someone who genuinely would make the fans mad they beats for the world title would be Darby it's just so easy to still be like oh this mother I hate him even more now now I'll give him a real reason to boo you know so anyways that's your show for this week we will touch this Wednesday episode one of Hawkeye we're gonna as I said before we're gonna take them week by week. So essentially, we're going to be one week behind on everything. So I know if episodes one and two drop. We're still going to do each Wednesday, episode one, episode two. Have a break in there for Far From Home, episode three, four, five, six. So um, that is your show for this week. I'll let you guys hear me Wednesday. You guys have a great week as we head into December. We're out.